my beauties. Welcome back to Full Bloom. We haven't got a guest this week, so brace yourselves for an episode filled with nothing but my voice. Um, I felt like ranting all week. I mean, it's Scorpio season and the air feels a little bit funny. There's a lot bottling up, so why not pick a controversial topic whilst we're at it and let the volcano really erupt? Um, And for that reason, we're diving into the weird and wacky world of cancel culture. One thing that really truly gets my blood boiling a lot of the time. Now, what is cancel culture? Well, it's a modern form of exclusion or banishment, um, if you want to sound dramatic, in which uh, someone is thrown out of their social or professional circles. They are basically cancelled, deleted, wiped out, whatever word you want to use. And this can be done online, on social media or in person. Now, the idea that someone a human being can be cancelled, and I put cancelled in quotation marks as I say it, um, or culturally blocked, excluded from society, even killed off like a villain in Marvel movies. (laughs) Um, All of this has become a very polarising topic of debate and it doesn't surprise me that it has because, you know, I mean, given the current state of the world where we're also divided over every damn thing there is, um, this is just another one of those. Now, For some, they fight tooth and nail to have the people that they find offensive cancelled. It's done with so much passion that they genuinely believe they're fighting for the greater good of society. In their minds, it's an important tool for social justice, or or so they claim. Um, You know, like society would be so much better off without the person that they're trying to cancel because that person's words or actions have ultimately perceived to bring a lot of harm to a lot of different people. Now, if you're one of these people, my question to you is, who on earth are you to believe right down to your core that you have the right to cancel another human being? Who appointed you and your little lynch mob as the righteous, entitled superhumans that have this authority and role in society to get rid of people, basically? More questions. Like, Why should you be given the right to police people's speech? Why should you be given the right to accuse people and call them out? Like, have you ever not made a mistake, said something incorrectly, you know, laughed at the wrong time, perhaps made a silly comment or wrote a ridiculous tweet or status that you probably cringe at right now, but you did it. We all did. We all made mistakes. And if you're wondering what this has anything to do with cancel culture, well, it's precisely these little mistakes and actions that have led to people being cancelled. So it has everything to do with it. Now, I bet if we went through our archive and read through our comments, posts, statuses, even looked at our photos, like especially those of us who are full-blown adults right now, and would have had some access to social media at some point, um, you know, from Bebo and MySpace back in the day to early days of Facebook. Like if you went through all this content that you've posted or been tagged in over time or whatever, I can guarantee that you are either going to be crying of laughter or curling up in a little ball, cringing at some of the things that you thought were okay back then. You know, in recent times, I've read countless of examples where people's careers have been destroyed based on something silly that they tweeted like years and years ago. 
And then what ends up happening is like the person that dug up that info and, you know, started the like whole lynching and cancelling process basically somebody ended up digging something on them and then they end up getting cancelled. And it's like this vicious cycle of trying to get back at each other and trying to like destroy each other's lives. And it's absolutely insane, but it's a real thing. It's happening. Now, this age of social media where we overshare everything can obviously be very problematic. Um, You know, if I think about it, who I was at 16 is quite different to who I am now. Um, I'm sure that I'm not proud of many things that I would have posted or said or thought or whatever, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that that applies to almost every single human being. I mean, I hope it does because if you haven't grown and developed between then and now, that's something you should probably be attending to, like with absolute passion and purpose rather than finding and focusing on the faults of others. Frankly, I'm quite sick and tired of how sensitive and highly strung everyone has become. Like, we're all so bloody entitled. Um, Our opinions, thoughts, emotions are so important and it's okay, they are, but they're just as important as the next person's, which is why I find um, the cancel culture movement absurd because it's like, you know, some people's emotions and thoughts and opinions seem to matter more or are more valid or are more important than others. Um, now, this may have originally started off as a way of speaking truth to power, or that's what they claimed anyway. But sadly, it's spun out of control and become a senseless form of social media mob rule. Like it's grown into erasing history, violating free exchange of ideas, thoughts, speech, um, you know, blocking out any voices that challenge mainstream narratives or, you know, present a challenge of any kind. And especially if that challenge doesn't have a majority vote or isn't widely accepted like that, then is, oh God, you're basically a target. Now, it seems to me that certain people are just targeted, especially those in the public eye. And don't get me wrong, if people come out and repeatedly say and do the wrong thing, offend people, attack certain groups unjustly, um, you know, they probably have a whole bunch of their own issues and need the right help and attention because I like definitely believe that hurt people hurt other people. It's interesting, like mental health is one of the trendiest topics at the moment. People will pull the mental health card for every minor incident that occurs. Yet when it comes to cancelling people and getting angry at those who say something that is offensive to you, you don't really stop and think about how their mental health is compromised, especially in the aftermath of their cancellation from society. You know, like we seem to be quite happy to hurt others, but we ourselves definitely don't want to be hurt. Um, And we place huge importance on that. Now, the people you disagree with are often easily dealt with in today's day and age. Like you probably like just shouldn't even give them the time of day. If anything, you can ignore them, block them, remove them from your attention. Um, It's so easy to do, but even that's not enough. No, 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 no. We need to take that extra step and cancel people, like ban them off social media, remove them from all platforms and silence them in any way that we can, because that's the worst thing that can happen to a person today, right? Having absolutely nothing to stand on, no chance of their voice being heard and no chance for their ideas to be shared. And where does this stop? Like, at what point do we realize that this movement has perhaps gone too far? 
at what point do we stop to weigh up both the benefits and the risks of this? Like at what point do we stop and ask, hey, have we potentially harmed the mental health of this person we're trying to cancel by basically killing them off from society, removing their livelihood and further contributing to a negative cycle that they probably found themselves in in the first place? Now, that's in regards to those hurt people trying to hurt other others. Um, what about those that don't even have that intent? Like people, stories, characters, things that weren't offensive in the past, but now they suddenly are. Like what about the people that simply just have different views with no ill atten- intention? Um, those who don't necessarily agree with yours. Like realistically, what a stupidly boring world this would be if we all agreed and thought alike. Firstly, it's impossible. And secondly, we're just not wired that way. So I don't know why certain people or institutions, companies, whatnot, are trying to desperately achieve this. Like, is it a control thing? Um, Are we so precious that we just try and cushion everything to make sure everyone's safe and comfortable? Or are we just so obsessed with being risk averse now that um, we basically just try and get rid of anything that could pose a potential risk? Our world is imperfect. It's made up of morally compromised human beings. As such, injustice has and always will exist. And the wise would often point this out throughout history and write it into laws, constitutions and institutions. You know, in Western societies, we have these things called, um, you know, separation of powers, democratic principles, the rule of law, free speech, and so on, without me boring you too much. But precisely, these things are there to guard against the overreach of power of any one person or group. And now we have like a bunch of passionate loudmouths with throbbing hearts and like that are safely hiding behind their computer screens while they tear everything and everyone down that stands in their way. Like, is that the solution? Do we just tear it all down and build an imagined future? As George Orwell metaphorically put it, like what begins as a utopian ideal inevitably ends up enforcing even greater oppression and loss of freedom. I hope everyone gets that because I really can't be bothered explaining that quote. But anyway, just in recent times, we had uh, things like the riots across America where you had groups protesting and bringing down, destroying statues of like historical figures that were like probably white males who colonized the United States and oppressed black people. I mean, yeah, most of these guys were probably assholes. And I definitely don't applaud colonization at all. I never have. But what do we get out of destroying these statues? A few happy people in an angry mob? Is that it? Like what actual change does this bring? Have those communities been saved? And has this action fixed the race issues in those towns or regions or states? They haven't. But they sure as hell have reignited further division and resentment between people. Now we can't change history. We can't erase the past the scars, the trauma, but we can progress as a society and learn from the terrible past mistakes. That's the point, isn't it? Like we can't learn much from erased history. There's no content or basis for us to learn from then. Yet, some people would argue that this is history in the making, like they're recreating a new chapter, wiping the state clean. And yeah, okay, uh, that's happened before. That, that's definitely happened before. I mean, like the Nazis did the exact same thing when they decided to burn books written by Jewish scholars and writers. And look how that turned out. 
they thought it was fantastic at the time, a fresh start, a clean slate, but but it is definitely not a proud or progressive moment in history, is it? It's absolutely senseless, and we can see that now, but it only took humanity a few decades to get there. This sort of thing is even more common in the entertainment industry. We have movies, music, uh, books. They all bombard us with this like political correctness and virtual signaling that's so hot today. Um, we're now cancelling cartoon characters for being sexist or racist. You know, the same shit that we laughed at in the 90s and early thousands, uh, you now better not laugh at just in case you offend someone. Now, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a while since I actually laughed real hard at a movie or new show that's come out. I probably haven't done so in the last five plus years, unless I'm like watching old classics. And I genuinely believe that it's no longer about creating funny and raw stories. Instead, the producers and writers are more wound up over creating a story that is all inclusive, one that won't offend any particular groups. You know, you have to tiptoe around anyone who might be slightly vulnerable just in order not to cause anyone to demand its cancellation. It's like, it's like they're following a strict set of guidelines, you know, a quota that they must meet to tick all the boxes and make sure it's just as plain and easy as possible. And more on this, like I just recently read an article about some fans trying to cancel Doja Cat. I hope I said her name right. But anyway, because she was like in an online chat and someone caught her laughing at a racist joke. Like, how dare she laugh? ruin this woman's career and cancel her music immediately. I mean, come on. Now you're not allowed to have a sense of humor unless it's okay with others. Like you laugh when they tell you it's appropriate to laugh. Like what an absolute joke. Like I can't even take that seriously. There's also Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you guys have watched The Closer. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. And you know what prompted me to watch it? Um, The fact that you had an absolute influx of articles coming through criticizing Netflix for not canceling the show because Chappelle is supposedly transphobic um, and just too offensive. Now, these articles were so intense. Like the push to wipe him out was so fanatical that I was like, hang on, I have to watch this before it's gone. Like what could possibly be this bad? Like what the hell did he do? Like I generally love the guy. He's one of my favorite comedians. So like, you know, what's the go? And then I watched it. I turned it on. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed some more. And then at one point I was like, ooh, asshole because I was offended by something he said and then I laughed again like that's the beauty of comedy the guy is doing his job making people laugh making fun of people you know some love it some hate it if you have a problem with it there's a very simple solution don't watch it and don't attend his show allow the rest of us to enjoy it thank you very much there are many things people and creative projects that annoy the hell out of me. For example, most recently, the new season of You, the show You. I started watching it and then when he got to the part where an anti-vaxxer was like a bad guy and he deserved to die for it, I had to switch it off. Like, for fuck's sake. We went from the Russians during and after the Cold War and then the Arabs after September 11. 
They were the villains in every movie and show. And now it's the anti-vaxxers. Like, are you for real? We have a new villain, guys. A new common enemy. And you watch, that enemy will become the evil villain in every movie and show that is still to come. Not every, but, you know, the ones that need that sort of villain. Now, that there is a sign that we haven't really grown as a society. If anything, the lack of progress is pretty embarrassing because we don't seem to be learning from past mistakes. Like instead, we just uh, redo it, but with a new label. Now, just like I didn't like the idea of Russians and Arabs being the common enemy in most uh, movies coming out of Hollywood, I actually found it uncomfortable and took it as a form of stupid American propaganda. Now, I don't like the idea of anti-vaxxers being the enemy either. Like, why? Why is that necessary? Why do we need to create that common enemy? Like, what purpose does that serve? But you know what? I'm still not crying for the show to be cancelled. It's not the end of the world. I'm annoyed by it and I'll just go watch something else. But there are also plenty of people out there who will enjoy it. So why is my opinion more valid than theirs? It's not. And this sort of stuff doesn't just end with history, culture, entertainment and politics. Education and the schooling system is also a casualty. We have this like politically correct ideology that influences much of what is taught in schools, how students are assessed and how teachers and students interact in the classroom. Now, young people are generally influenced by like family, peers, friends, social media and broader media. But their school is school experience is ultimately what sets the foundation for how they live their lives, how they um, choose their careers and professions and how they like relate to broader society and the world in general, which is why this should be of a serious concern. Like, because instead of promoting impartiality and balance and instead of the curriculum being centered on the pursuit of knowledge, wisdom, and truth, we have an education system that is used to indoctrinate students with politically correct language. A certain ideology, and for, for me, the f- worst of all, group think. I absolutely despise that. Now, today, the importance of clear thinking, logic, and reason when evaluating, evaluating different arguments and points of view is not so important. Students are encouraged to judge arguments according to how they feel. And instead of developing deep thinking and diving into the works of literature that say something profound about the human experience um, and the world in which we live in, students are now being taught to deconstruct and analyse texts in terms of power relationships, identity politics, and my personal favourite, victimhood, because that's what the majority of people love practising today. Being a victim instead of taking accountability, because the latter is so much more difficult to practise. And if you think that any of this improves or changes by the time you get to university, oh my Lord, think again. The freedoms here are even more diminished. We have the best scholars who are constantly under scrutiny, staying quiet because they just they just basically want to avoid the headaches. Now, I did some post-grad study in globalization and governments and had the most brilliant professor. I'm not going to name him, but anyway... He would often have to turn his mic the other way when he was saying something slightly controversial. Then he'd jokingly follow that with like, oh, they're listening, so I better cover the mic. And the truth is, they are. It wasn't a joke. Like everything is recorded. Lectures are all monitored now. And there are these like strict language guidelines that regulate speech and what is said and taught to students. 
We basically have censorship of rational arguments on campus and like a selective nature of silencing those who don't tick the boxes. We also have people in power who believe the purpose of education is to teach students what to think and not how to think. And the danger in this is that they select what we need to think about. I read an essay on universities by Jennifer Oriel and she states that people celebrate the silencing of dissent because they do not understand that as they win the power to censor, they lose the ability to reason. It is in our human nature to be lazy and seek the easy way out. Silencing the opposition is far easier than listening to an opponent and learning how to argue well. The act of destruction is cheap and exciting while the act of creation is tough and testing. There's also another quote that those who can't create destroy. And that is what cancel culture is ultimately become in my humble opinion. Personally, I think we shouldn't give this movement the time of day, but realistically that won't solve anything either. We can't just accept it as the norm. We can't keep allowing an angry lynch mob to cancel, destroy and kill off everything and everyone that they find offensive. As I initially said, the risks of doing so far outweigh the benefits. There are many more intelligent, compassionate and correct ways of holding people accountable for their words and actions. I would hope that humanity has progressed over the last hundred or so years with events like, you know, the Great Terror, the Purges, the Cultural Revolution. They're all supposedly well in the past. But my concern is that this is our modern version of similar events. The same old crap with the new label slapped on. And that's the worst part. Realistically, we as a species have really not developed all that much. We just have modern ways of repeating the same mistakes in history that we always have. Now, for the sake of humanity, we really need to preserve healthy debate, free speech and basic human rights for all. Not the selected few, but all, because that is the very point of those human rights. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm basically about to fall asleep, so see you next time.